What kind of camera should I get for streaming video? I get this question a lot. Well, today we're going to talk about PTZ cameras with an expert, Stephen Haywood, next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey, welcome everyone to another episode, episode 370 of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, we have a guest today, but before we introduce him, how are you? Doing, doing great. All right. You're going on a trip pretty soon, aren't you? We're going on a trip, going to Colorado. Ooh. Yep. So, what, what are you going to do in Colorado? Sunbathe? We are, yes, going to sunbathe on the ski slopes. No, we're going to go yeah. skiing. Ooh. Nice. It's part of our family. So, yeah. Oh, good. It's always a good time. Always good. All right. So, um, things are great here in Arizona. Uh, everybody else is cold, including where our next guest is located. He's from actually the area where I grew up, the Youngstown, Ohio area. He's actually living in Hubbard. And uh, Stephen Haywood is our guest today. He is the strategic partner, partner managed partnership manager, if I can get this right, at PTZ Optics. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about PTZ cameras today. He's been involved in broadcasting for over 14 years, and his specialty, among other things, is online video production. Uh, he's really good at uh, introducing people to great hardware and software. Uh, he also works with House of Worship. Uh, people, churches, ministries, uh, workflows and all that stuff helps them get set up with their video and their needs. So this will always be a great interview. We've had Stephen on before. Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing well, Phil. Great to be here. Nice to see you, Steve. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a lot of fun. You strike me as somebody that just has a lot of fun doing what you're doing. Uh, I do. I, I'm one of those guys that I build up comp time very quickly because, um, it's not a job to me. This is this is my passion. This is what I love to do. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, that's yeah. The saying goes right. You enjoy what you work. You'll never work another day of your life, or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the truth. That's one hundred percent the truth. All right. So let's jump into our little interview today. Now, I'll start off with just a basic bare bones question. I'll probably have Steve Lacey ask a few, but for those who maybe new to this or maybe confused a little bit about what you do or what cameras that you really specialize in uh ptz my initials by the way when i was in school people called me pt but not ptz so what is a ptz camera and why should i care so that's that's a great question and so for those of of your australian uh audience the ptz as they like to call it over there <laughs> in the land down under uh, PTZ stands for pan, tilt, and zoom. So basically, it's an automated process where you have a remote control, and that comes with our cameras, and you can use that to move the camera around, up and down, zoom it in and out, uh, whatever you choose to do with it, um, or use a piece of software, uh, vMix, OBS. Uh, there's different freestanding uh, pieces of software that you can use. To control these cameras, joysticks, hardware joysticks that you can use. So there's multiple ways of controlling it without needing a camera operator. 
Well, I just learned something I should have known, I guess. I didn't know you can control a PTZ camera with uh, VMAX. You can. There's there... there's different uh, calls and stuff in there. Yep. Oh, okay. We'll have to explore that a little bit. Is there a separate section within v- VMAX or what? Uh, how does yeah. one find that? Yeah. Inside of VMAX, um, there's different options. Like you can get into like even uh, macros and hotkeys and different things like that. Um, off the top of my head, I'd have to dive into actually click on VMix, but it it is they do have control inside. So it's just I mean digging a little bit. I assume that I'd have my PTZ camera and I'd need to have USB to my computer in order for VMix to talk to the camera. Is that you, the connection well, point? So our cameras are able to be controlled over the network with NDI. You can use HDMI, SDI, and in some instances, some of our other uh, models that we had in the past are USB compliant as well. Okay. So I'm going to learn a lot here that I should know. <laughs> That's why we do these podcasts. So we, so we guess, actually can learn ourselves. Yeah, we can yeah. learn ourselves. I was unaware that an HDMI, I thought HDMI was just video. So you're telling me I can, through an HDMI connection, can also control the pan, tilt, zoom on the camera. Well, you want to do that over the network. That's where you're. That's where you're going to get any of the control uh, okay. functionality from it. That you know, with with getting it, and you can do it from a browser. You can pull up the IP address of the camera, and mm-hmm. basically control what resolution that you're going to put out over NDI. You can um, set up. Uh, you can see the preview. There's a lot of things you can rename yeah. the camera. But I have right here in my hand. I know you, most of your audience listens to this, but. I'm holding one of the PTZ cameras, one of our, our second-gen models that we had. And you can see all the peripherals on the back. We have the RS-232. We have, you know, this has a USB. This has SDI, HDMI, Ethernet. I mean, even even audio jacks over here you can see in and out, um, eighth-inch. So if you can't find a way to hook up our cameras, well, RS two thirty two. That's going way back, old right? school, right? And, yeah. And also RS four eighty five too. They want to talk old school. Let's go old school. <laughs> I don't know what four forty four eighty five is, but we don't have to go there. RS, probably not yeah. going to use it. So. Yeah, that's early. The the RS the, the RS two thirty two I know was just way back when. That's twenty five thirty years ago or so. So, um, yeah, anyway, okay. So, so all those peripherals on. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Lazy. I, I lost my thought. You, we you have, were going to. Well, I was just going to jump in here and, and talk about how PTZs have changed. I mean, I just remember when they first came out, and you're with PTZ Optics, uh, but when 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 they when PTZs first came out, I remember they were kind of clunky a little bit. You yeah. try to zoom, and you you just you know you'd zoom too far or too fast or too slow, uh, and it was kind of cumbersome. Uh, but that's no longer the case with most of these PTZs, right? Absolutely, and and a lot um, with these PTZ cameras, like the movements very very smooth. Like we can. You know, I know you guys love it when I demo stuff, right? So, you know. well, we do actually, we do, and, and <laughs> we'll send people. We can people can go to streamingchurch.tv and they can see the video. So, so I'm going to give away a little bit of my secret here with my backdrop, but I actually yeah. use a TV behind me, so as my backdrop. But you can see I'm yeah. just zooming out. I can uh-huh. I can hit the one, and there it's just a really nice zoom yeah. in. It's really yeah. clean. There's not a lot yeah. of jitter. So, yeah. we really found that over over the time of the pandemic where people really 
have latched onto the PPZ cameras because you couldn't have a lot of people. If you were open, you had to be under 10 people in certain states. I know in our state, you could have a church during the pandemic, but you had to be under a certain amount of threshold. So you try running a six-person video setup with one person. It's <laughs> rather difficult, right? So having the PTZ cameras were, were a godsend, but this was something since the last time we talked, we had, we had a, a motion tracking camera. Well, we took it to the next level. And our brand new cameras that we have, we call them the Move 4K. And they are uh, 4K cameras. I'm going to pot it up here so you guys can kind of see. These cameras are available in, you know, our, our favorite resolutions, 12, 20, and 30X. They are 4K. Um, but the cool thing about this, you wanted to talk about clunky. The big issue that we that we seen with PPZ cameras and, and, and tracking, right? I demoed last time we were on. I had the camera following me. If, if, if folks didn't see that, go back and watch that. The, the problem was we'd have individuals. So, Steve, if you were over here in my studio and you walked in front of me, chances are that camera is going to latch on to you and yeah. follow you instead of following me, which I need it to if I'm the pastor, right? We don't need it following the head usher that's coming up ushering a child down, right? Or the, or the AV guy handing batteries off to the pastor <laughs> exactly so one of the, one of the things that we solved in the ppz optics move 4k camera is we gave the ability for the operator to highlight a particular person that it is only able to follow that person until that person hands it off i mean we watched steve jobs in the in the keynotes he used to hand off that remote every time the presenter came up it's similar to that where we can take a a, a green ring and highlight somebody, and then it will stay and track that person. No matter what the other people are doing around them, it stays and tracks that person. So we're really proud of this line uh, that's coming out. We think it's going to help not only the houses of worship space, but the educators and and people looking for uh, the tracking capabilities and having that smooth transition. Um, All the demos I've seen with Paul and and the crew in the in the uh, studio have been phenomenal. Mine are supposed to be here shortly. I can't wait to test them <laughs> myself. Uh, well, they've just been, I mean, not, not to brag on it, but I'm going to brag on them. I mean, they've just been flying off the shelf. We, we have not been able to keep them on the shelf. So some of us haven't gotten to play with them yet, like me. Well, so. <laughs> so you mentioned something else earlier that I remember my thought here. So um, you said NDI. Yes. I know a little bit about NDI. Um, but probably not everybody's familiar with it and it can, let's do a a brief overview of what is NDI and, and why should I care? No, absolutely. So NDI was developed by a company called new tech. Anybody that's familiar with broadcast technology, new tech was the leader in video hardware solutions, switchers like the TriCaster. If people know we're going to talk buzzwords here, right? So NDI is stands for network device interface. So essentially what it'll do is it'll transmit audio and video, send it over the network and bring it in. Like the camera you're seeing from me right now and anything that I'm switching to is all brought in over NDI. Why do, Why is that important? Steve wants to know why is that important? Well, back in the day with video, we talked about RS-232. We talked about HDMI and SDI. So in the old school days, 10 years ago, uh, we needed capture cards for HDMI SDI or we needed a USB input. What that ended up doing is really bogging down these computers and we needed super powered computers to handle multiple video inputs. With NDI, you have the ability to bring that video signal over the network on a subpar computer and be able to switch that 
in your production. So, for instance, I'm running 16 inputs in my TriCaster. That's essentially an i5 computer. Sounds unheard of. And this is this is different types of NDI. You have the NDI that's uncompressed. You have NDI HX, which you'll hear a lot of people say, which is more of a compressed format for those that maybe don't have a strong network. That you could still run NDI and have that beautiful 1080p 4K uh, resolution because a lot of the internet's compressed anyways. So having having said that, capture cards are expensive. So Steve, instead of spending a thousand dollars for four cameras, you don't need it anymore for a four input capture card. You do it right over the network, buy a camera that's NDI compliant or a device, run a free applet on your Mac, your PC, and capture that screen yeah. or on your phone so the, the key word there was camera that's ndi compatible right yeah so it's yep. going to have a an ethernet connection or can you do ndi over the wi-fi you could do ndi over wi-fi so a lot of the like our cameras are hardlined ex- exclusive it's not over wi-fi but like if you have a laptop and you want to run an ndi tool new tech has a, an ndi they have a free suite of tools that are uh, like this, I'm using an NDI applet. I'm pulling up the screen here. You guys can see this is on the Mac. Like vMix makes it. It's called Desktop Capture. And then there's also NDI Scan Converter. They're free. They allow you to capture the desktop resolution in real time. And so if you're showing a PowerPoint slide presentation with video or just wanted to capture a YouTube video, you could do that and all over NDI. All right. oh, so well, in- let me jump in and say, uh, well, go ahead, Steve. I'll, I'll I was just, so I was just, NDI is both audio, video, and I can control my PTZ with over NDI as well. You is can that, control. Am I got this figured out right? Hundred percent. Yep. You okay. can control your your camera over NDI um, and set presets. And in here's the cool thing: like our new joystick, our Super Joy. It now before in the old the older earlier versions of ptz cameras you always had to look up the you know the ip address right and everybody's like well you know i don't don't have an advanced tech team here at my house of worship like how do i know what the ip address is now we have ndi built into it so if there's an ndi capable device or camera on your network it'll show you a list on our joysticks and you just assign well hey i want this one as camera one i want this one as camera two it shows up it says like i have my name like host camera and then i have one over here that's a co-host camera. So when it populates that in the list, I know, okay, well, I want my host cameras number one. I want my co-host cameras number two. And you're up and running in 30 seconds. So um, I'm dominating here, Phil, but uh, the can so NDI, NDI has been around two, three, four, five years, a couple of years. So um, I'm just, I'm just thinking about churches that are out there that think they're thinking to themselves, is that camera I bought last year? Is that NDI compatible? Should I be doing this? I guess I need a camera that I've purchased in the last couple of years to even consider it being. Um, and is is NDI a, um, is it becoming a common feature with cameras that, you know, that we purchased for this kind of thing? Or Well, or we're, seeing a, it, we're seeing it predominantly, though, in the PTZ camera market. I mean, I know a lot of, like, your Canon, your Sonys, they have Wi-Fi built into them. I know that they started dabbling with NDI. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, when NDI first came out, it was great for screen capturing, but I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to entrust my camera connection to a network connection 
you know, because it, it, it could be finicky, right? So my studio is actually wired with SDI. I never disconnected it, but I run everything NDI now. It's gotten to the point after I think five or six years it's been around um, that I I wouldn't do anything else but NDI. Yeah. So, so this is given a little bit of a workout for your router, I would assume, right? Or you need a, a fairly fast router. Is that the case honestly, or not? Honestly, my router is, I don't know if you guys know the Google Wi-Fi that they have out, the the little pucks. They look like little, like uh, I don't know, hockey puck type things. I just have a consumer-based router in my house. Like, I have different access points because of how, like, I have to have everything hardwired here in the basement. That's a big thing with NDI. If you're if you're doing a lot with video, you definitely want to be hardwired. I mean, that's, that's a given. If you're on a Zoom call and you're, doing a production you want to be hardwired best as possible you're going to get best results but i have i have to be hardwired so i have a consumer grade router and uh, i bought some network switches that were like 40 or 50 dollars i bought because i have a lot of stuff so i bought like three of them that hold about 50 inputs on each of them and i talked with matt davis who's our head of technology here at pt's optics and i i said this is how i wired it before because i am not a network guru uh, and he's like, yeah, you probably don't want to do that. He's, and so he did a whole workup where he said, you know, you come off your router and you want to go out to a switch and then go off of that switch to your other switches so that there's less hops. Where I was just daisy chaining him and it kind of made such a delay, you know. It's probably microseconds, but still, in video production, that's a lot. So you, to answer your question, you can get consumer-level stuff. Um, the main thing is, again, I can't stress this enough, is the hardwire. Okay. So I was going to very quickly, I know we're getting the weed in the weeds here a little bit, but uh, what's the downside to, to NDI? Is, would it be network if you have a bad network? What, what would the network, you know, if your yeah. network was weak, NDI would be not be a good thing? So the downside to NDI is when you start getting into networks that are that are heavily protected, and like you start getting into government agencies and things like that. That's where you have to get your IT department involved. And they have to open certain ports and, and even schools. Uh, there, you know, if you have an overzealous IT administrator at a church and thinks it needs to be locked down like Fort Knox, I mean, you you, you could you you could run into some problems there. But I I think the benefits outweigh uh, the cons simply because if you hook up our camera or anybody else's camera that's NDI compliant. You have to add, if you go with HDMI or SDI, you have to power that with a power adapter, right? You, so now, not only are you now getting capture cards, now you got to make sure that you have an outlet where you're putting this thing, right? Um, with power over Ethernet, which most of our, uh, uh, these cameras, I know all of our cameras are, it gives you the, the ability or POE to plug just an Ethernet cable into it. And as long as your, your switch is POE enabled, which you can buy them, you run one cable to it, and that's it. There's no more in that 18th century church that you don't want to mess up the the walls and everything, right? Trying to put an outlet in it, and uh, you just run an Ethernet cable. That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, look, we're starting to run out of time here, and, and we started out talking about PTZs, and then Steve Lacey got us way <laughs> off track. I know. I want to go back to PTZs. But, but, I got uh, more but, PTZ questions. Well, I do too, but we're running out of time. Let me just ask this real quick, and then, Steve, you can get the leftovers. But So I'm listening to this podcast with 
you know, Stephen Haywood and Phil Thompson and Steve Lacey. I'm thinking the PTZ stuff sounds pretty good. What should I look for when I'm, when I'm trying to buy a PTZ camera, what should I be looking for? Cause there's different ones. Yeah, there's absolutely different ones. I know, especially with our lineup, we have a 12 X 20 X and a 30 X and that's basically your zoom, right? So if you're one of those people that have a really big sanctuary, I'll just use this example. Um, you're going to want a 30 X, you know, anything 50 feet more, you, you're going to want a 30 X camera so you can get that zoom depth. Like right now I'm sitting about 10 feet from my camera, a 12 X camera is working fine. So you can kind of see what you, you know, what parameters to, to look for in that. Is that an optical zoom or are it, you talking a, a digital yes. zoom? It's an optical zoom. Okay. That's important too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have, you have different um, options with with these cameras and obviously um people wanting the ability to see if the pastor has shaved that day uh yeah get go go with the higher zoom but i you know it really depends we have some different examples on the website where um we we talk about that about how to know which one's the right one for you and and the cool part is you know not going down the weeds but we i showed the back of the camera that's pretty standard on all our cameras, the NDI standard, all that stuff. So you decide as the customer, you decide as the person that's that's implementing these, at least with our cameras, you're determining how you want to connect it. If you want to connect it HDMI and capture card, and that's the way you're set up, by all means, go for it. Yeah. Uh, well, but, but you have options. So one of the other things, you're talking about the zooms. I would assume these would be fairly easy to hide or... You know, if I want to mount one up close, I can, I mean, as opposed to having a camera guy standing in the aisle, you know, 10 feet from the pastor, this yep. is something that you could you know, build a little enclosure for or something like that so that it's not distracting. You can have an enclosure and I'll just kind of show you guys here with my, with my camera. I'm going to zoom in here on this so you guys can see. This wow. is how my camera is mounted. I actually mount mine upside down. Um, that little plastic thing on the top of the mount is just a, a lens cover. That's all it is. But what I did is I mounted mine to um, some one and a half inch piping. Uh, we actually sell those mounts. You can mount them the way I have it there or upside down uh, to get eye level. So, and then I have my tally light right above it. And then um, it goes right up into the ceiling to the floor, floor joist. And um, it's out of the way. So anybody that's, in a, in a congregation, if you have somebody that's good with woodworking and they want to make a little shelf for it, you can put it up on a, a shelf. But we do have them if if you want to purchase them um, from us. Yeah. Uh, so it's either stick it up close and run an yeah. Ethernet to it, or you know most most sound booths are way in the back, and that's where a lot of the cameras end up being. So if you're going to be there, then that's where you look into the Zoom, right? Yeah, our, our sanctuary, we, we have a small, like, 150, 200-person church, and um, our sanctuary is probably about, to where the pastor stands, is probably about 65 feet. And we have one of our uh, Simple Track lights, uh, Simple Track 2 cameras back there, which is a, an auto tracker. And it's perfectly fine getting a, a head-shoulder shot um, with, with great quality. So we don't have any issues with that. So, um, But that is against that far back wall. The one thing I will stress with any, and this isn't just with our cameras, I'll stress this with anybody. Anytime you mount a camera to a wall, be mindful if there's a door attached to that wall. <laughs> and the reason for that is 
People get up in the middle of the service and they decide that they have to use the restroom and they don't care if they're going to slam the door. So if your camera's mounted to the wall, it's going to shake. Yeah, so we've seen that. <laughs> I, I, I always suggest people, you know, you can get some egg carton foam, anything that, and, and put it between yeah. the, um, the camera mount that you're hanging to the wall, anything like that to be a shock absorber. <laughs> it'll help you tremendously. All right. So we're out of time here, but before I go, what do these things cost? Well, so that really depends on what, what version of the camera that you want. Um, you could, you can go to, um, we have different distributors that you can buy these from, um, just ballpark, ballpark. Ballpark. You can go anywhere from like $1,500 to $2,000, depending on, like I said, what version you want to go. Like our move 4Ks, we have like the, it, it's like 1979 or 1999. It goes all the way up to, I don't want to say, like I said, $2,500 for our yeah. new move, but they're 4K. Right. And then we have like our current lineup, the Gen 2s. And I think they want, I think they go from like 1500 to like 2000, somewhere, okay. somewhere in that round. All right. But I mean, there's so many benefits, you know, yes. that I would, I think I, we have that on our, we have a recommendation list at streamingchurch.tv. And, and that's, that's, we have like, Good, better, best, and and the PTZ optics are the best. So uh, here's how people can get a hold of you. Well, you you tell us how how can people get a hold of you, Stephen, if they're interested in more information about all this stuff. Yeah, you can you can always you can email me at Stephen dot at ptzoptics.com if you have a general question. At least I can get you talking to the right person, um, and yeah. uh, you know point you in the right direction. But we have. We have contact information on the website, ptzoptics.com, where you can talk to a sales associate. Get a demo. I love demos. Yeah. Good at that. Yeah, you're good at the demos. All right. So, uh, and, and if anybody missed all that, you can always reach out to us. We're at streamingchurch.tv uh, or support. Email would be support at streamingchurch.tv. And we'll so certainly forward you uh, forward information over to Steve, Stephen Haywood. Uh, and we're going to, you're probably going to be seeing more stuff and Stephen and, and us, we're yeah. going to kind of work together a little so, more here. One quick thing before we, I don't think we were recording yet, but you talked about a conference you have coming up. You want to mention yes. that? Yeah, absolutely. So February 22nd, if you're, if you're big in the house of worship market, which I don't see why you wouldn't be because you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. So yeah. uh, you want, you definitely want to tune in. We're doing an all day conference. Uh, from 11 till 4 p.m. and that's Eastern Time. We have a lot of great companies. You could win a VMix license. I know we're giving away some of the brand new Move 4K cameras. I know X Keys. Uh, if you if you're looking for a control surface for your VMix software, uh, they donated a, a key. So you, there's a lot of opportunities to uh, win some products. I always start with that because everybody likes free stuff. Um, but we also have a great group of speakers and presentations that are going to be happening so you can educate yourself on different equipment that you want to buy for your house of worship or or maybe you just want to see it demo uh these are things that we're going to do and and then you get to go out into the breakout rooms and talk to these companies and face to face and ask them those tough questions that you know your board and your pastor is going to ask you so you can get them ahead of time Okay. And that's February 22nd. Where do people sign up for that? Uh, it should be up there on the PTZ Optics website. If okay. not, go on our social media. There's always links to stuff like that all over the place. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. PTZoptics.com. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. 
All right, good deal. All right, well, we went a little bit overtime today than we normally do, but it's well worth it. It's always good to have Stephen on here. We need to have you on again in the near future, and we'll talk about some other subject that we didn't intend to talk about. And uh, but that's good. It's all helpful. It's all good. It's all good information. We cover a wide range of stuff here. So, folks, uh, uh, if you don't subscribe to the Church Solutions podcast, why not? You should subscribe to us uh, anywhere you get your podcast and. Uh, uh, you know, give us a little rating if you can. We are glad that you've been with us. So again, Stephen, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's always good. And thank you, Mr. Steve Lacey. Uh, glad to be here. And I'm Phil Thompson. And most of all, thank you for watching or listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll catch you again next time on another episode. Please take care of yourselves and each other.